0: My second guest is Chandru Wadwani, who is the Joint Managing Director at ExtraPet, Africa's leading PET uh, recycler. Welcome, Chandru.
1: Good evening, Wendy, to you and your listener. Always a pleasure to be in your lair.
0: (laughs) Thank you very much. And I do appreciate your time at this late hour on a Sunday. Let's start first of all by talking about what p e t is. I know it is to to be the gold of of plastics in terms of recycling. It's the number one um the p e t products have number one on them um and they are the favorite plastics for the um uh what do we what's the more um appropriate word for waste pickets reclaimers. Um, They like it as long as it's the right color, but we'll get to that um, in in a little bit. What makes PET um, the the best plastic for recycling? Why is it gold for recycling?
1: Well, off the bat, I'm completely biased. I must declare that.
0: (laughs) Yes, well, Um, that's true. The
1: the virtue of PET is, as we hear a lot about these days, uh, heading towards a circular economy. It's currently the only plastic that can be recycled back into a food-grade plastic to be used as a bottle again. And while other parts of the world are getting to other polymers, as we stand right now in South Africa, it's the only circular packaging that we have um, at present. And I think that's what makes it particularly unique.
0: Okay, so we heard Prof. Stafford I just now saying that only 19% of all plastics in this country are recycled. What's the percentage for PET currently? So
1: the stats that came out of Petco, the organization that represents the PET value chain, was mm-hmm. we actually collected 62% ah, okay. of all beverage bottles in the year 2019. So quite an admirable rate when one considers that many developed places like the U.S. of A., uh, sit in the low 20%. So I think a great flag to fly for South Africa.
0: Exactly and that came as a surprise to me when I first started researching this issue um because we just assume that you know we would have to be behind a country like the US you know um and when you look at the figures that's absolutely not the case when it comes to PET recycling. Um, just last week, I saw that the Department of Environmental, Forestry and Fisheries have um, called for public comments on draft amendments to plastic bag regulations, stating that plastic carrier bags, which we've just been talking about, um, and plastic flat bags must be made from a minimum of 50% post-consumer recycled. From the 1st of January 2023, 2023, 75% recycled materials from 2025 and 100% post-consumer recycled from 2027. Um, Now, already Greenpeace Africa has called that a false solution to the plastic pollution crisis and is is calling instead for a complete ban on single-use plastics. And I think a lot of um, environmentally conscious consumers would say, yes, of course, absolutely, What do you say about that?
1: So I can understand where Greenpeace is is coming from. I think globally we've become so oblivious to the climate crisis that's staring us all that the need to be, I would say, overtly dramatic um, about the call for change of behavior Uh, is such that we get these reactions from Greenpeace. I'm a big fan. I think the work they do is admirable. Mm -hmm. But the reality is to switch away from plastics uh, when we're a global population soon to reach 8 billion and let that number just sink in. I mean, this is 8 billion people we need to feed, we need to clothe, transport, house, educate, medicate. Um, To not have plastics in that mix yeah, and I think Prof's report highlighted this that some of the alternatives as sexy as they might sound environmentally actually do far more harm. I think the good news is that call uh, by the Department of Environment wasn't only for plastic bags. They've also released recently the section 18 notices for all packaging calling for higher recovery rates and inclusion rates of recycled material. So I don't think it's unique to South Africa. I think it's a global move
0: yeah, very where much governments
1: so. are realizing that if we don't encourage the use of recycled material, then how do we hope to divert it from the landfill and the oceans?
0: Exactly. So let's talk about what happens. Um, I, funnily enough, I remember the first time I went to your plant was – must have been shortly after 2010 because you had, I just remember so vividly, bales and bales, huge bales of, was it the, who sponsored the the World Cup? Uh, Heineken? Were they green bottles? What was the issue?
1: It was Budweiser. Budweiser. Sorry, Heineken. (laughs) Change your address quickly. (laughs) Um, Budweiser were the global sponsors with FIFA for the World Cup, and they'd sent in a multi-layer PET bottle for their uh, beer offerings in stadium, where you're not allowed to serve it in glass for health and safety reasons.
0: Yes, but uh, Um, and they landed up with you. And what colour were they?
1: They were brown. Brown, yes. With three layers of nylon embedded in the PET, just to give it. the beer a better flavour, but I mean, hats off to them. They, they got, they got
0: that right. Petco, yeah,
1: and they they spent a lot of money to make sure it got cleaned up. And I think a lot of that was driven by legislation in the states, where it, you know, the, the demand on American companies not leaving waste behind was very uh, ahead of its time, uh, going back to 2010.
0: And what could you do with them, though? Because we're going to get to some of the things that make um, that are your pet peeves or pet peeves in terms of what makes these packs difficult or impossible to recycle, um, so that it you know it, it's it's completely counterproductive to the recycling initiative. Um, th- were you able to do something with them, or do, were they what happened to them?
1: So what we did collect uh, ended up becoming a fibre that we produce in okay. Cape Town that okay. probably ended up in a carpet in the boot of the car. Or possibly an industrial fabric, uh, which they use to build roads and stadiums. Funny enough,
0: on Budweiser, who knew? So there let's talk about let's talk about the other things that that you make from from PET uh, recycled PET. So the gold, the gold in terms of you know what you can um, best recycle would be your clear bottles or your very light blue bottles because that gives you the lovely pale um, recycled that you can then make into other bottles um, and, uh, and packaging. Um, so um, what would that, apart from other bottles, what would the, the really top-class PET recycled because it's come from clear or very pale uh, bottles, what would you do with that?
1: So the premise of any recycling, whether we're talking plastic, metal, glass, I, I imagine even human body parts, is collect and do what? And we're hearing a lot more globally now about circularity. Uh, Why suck out more oil to make more bottles when we have so much in waste form? So really the gold in the mix is a clear and light blue bottle because that lends very well to becoming a new bottle. Over and above that, we do also make fiber, which will end up in pillows and duvets. But I think the global shift is to demonstrate that it can become a bottle again. And in that vein, we're now seeing global brand owners like Coca-Cola. Yes, finally. shift. Yes. History, Noble you know,
0: green I mean, Sprite. We've got pale Sprite bottles. New, <laughs> finally.
1: Well, again, I think they were very understanding that, you know, they have a, a growing demand for recycled PET. That's food themselves. breaking in a bottle.
0: Yes. But
1: the feedstock starts with them. And this whole debate that uh, you and I, and the team at Petco have been championing about design, I think is finally cementing globally, and I'm happy to say has arrived on our shores in South Africa.
0: Fantastic. So it's the whole thing about design with recycling in mind. So we've had years of, and we still have, um, years of um, these brands, the marketing department, winning out with colors and with other things they do with the PET, but thereby making the the pack the glass the PET bottle um very low value for recycling and so I've been on a mission to sort of tell consumers when you buy packs whether it's a bottle of water or a cool drink or a pack of uh, or a salad dressing or whatever it is um what to look out for what 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 type of things will make this bottle not friendly for recycling. And you may want to base your consumer choices around that. So I'm going to ask you, please, Chandru, to share with us, share with our listeners um, some of your pet peeves. So what are the things that make a perfectly good PET bottle, let's stick with bottles, um, really of very low value for recycling, something that you're – your recycler your waste picker doesn't want to waste time picking up and slipping off to a recycling site
1: so at the risk of losing the few friends i have left (laughs) uh, it it starts with color Um, yes need to make it glow in the dark and shine and and stand out would be my first pet peeve the second one is printing on a bottle
0: is that still Uh, happening Is in significant numbers
1: uh, very much. Uh, really? There's been a real pushback from especially the bottled water segment. Uh, but we're doing some incredible work with the South African National Bottled Water uh, organization in South Africa led by Charlotte Metcalfe.
0: Mm. Um,
1: she's getting the message out there to her members and others.
0: So just, so just printing on the bottle. Yeah, So what should they be doing instead? So never buy if you if you are environmentally conscious, do not buy a water a brand of water that has printing directly onto the bottle. What should happen instead? Uh, this, well, Valpre is pretty much the gold standard, isn't it, Chandru? The, the it very lightly glued label.
1: Very much. Um, I, I don't know if you've seen the new Avion bottle that came out earlier this year no. in
0: France. No.
1: It's actually a labelless bottle. Okay. It's kind of raised the benchmark. Uh, where hopefully my friends or our friends at Coca Cola now yeah. to look at the Valpre bottle. And uh, that's pretty, I might have lost a few friends there. <laughs> but in terms of a South African context, the Coca Cola bottle itself and the Valpre bottle are incredibly uh, the ideal benchmark for everyone else to follow.
0: I have to press you on this labelless bottle uh Chandra, what how do they put the information on it was then i mean there has to be certain there's certain legislative requirements right for for products what do they how do they communicate this to the consumer without so a label
1: they've embossed the bottle uh, i mean you have to see it to understand I'm googling it. I, must, I
0: should google this
1: google it as you speak and encourage the listeners the new avion bottle it it's absolutely um thrown everyone for six and really shown what's possible. But a lot of this, again, driven by legislation. If if we think there's legislative pressure coming in South Africa, it's far more arduous in places like Europe, where the single-used plastic directives is demanding minimum usage of 30% recycled content. It's demanding recovery rates, I think, close to 70 80% failing which governments have given themselves quite an amount of authority to actually ban certain products that never get collected for recycling. And I think Arion took on yeah, the I'm,
0: challenge. I'm looking at the, it, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. I wonder what the cost of producing that bottle would be though. I mean so I think like all
1: good things it, it might be challenging in the beginning, but as critical mass sets in and more go that way. Yeah. I mean that's real nirvana for a recycler.
0: Yes, it might be a
1: little while away, but you know it's companies like Avion, like Coca Cola, that will take that lead, and we look forward to those moves.
0: Before we get onto the the rest of your pet peeves, I'm just looking at that cap. Please um, tell us what is best for a recycling parts. Should plant? Should we be putting our bottles, um, rinsing them? Obviously, uh, um, in and not in clear and virgin water but rinsing them and then should we put the caps on or should the caps go separately
1: so the caps should be on in fact legislation in europe is going to see that all bottles actually have caps tethered to the bottle
0: uh-huh. a big
1: reason for that is a lot of caps not collected ended up um, in the bellies of birds i think we've all seen those images yes, yes. they're too small to collect in their own right i think that kind of legislation will follow to other parts of the world, South Africa being included. Mm. But absolutely. And in fact, not even a need to rinse a bottle, just empty out the contents, put the cap back on, and we will gladly welcome it uh, home for recycling to become (laughs) the next bottle.
0: I love that. Welcome at home. That's very emotive. Okay, so we've spoken about color, black and, I'm not black, uh, brown and green are big no-nos. We don't want printing directly on the bottle, um, what else? What about labels? I mean, they do use the labels. You get very different kinds of adhesive, I would imagine, that, that are used. How does a consumer tell what's a, what's a recycling-friendly label and what isn't?
1: So the first one that's really challenging for a recycler is the shrink sleeve, where the whole bottle oh, yes. is wrapped in the label. Um, that's a real challenge, and we're looking forward to brand owners taking the lead in changing that. Uh, The next one is self-adhesive, but I'm very happy to to say that a lot of the international companies that sell those self-adhesive labels in South Africa have become very proactive about launching in the South African market self-adhesive labels that have been designed to be recycling-friendly. And by that, I mean they come out easier in our washing processes so as not to contaminate the PET. But shrink sleeve at present is a big no-no. And... I think that's something consumers need to be mindful of.
0: Yeah, we saw one or two packs at uh, Gold Pack Judging um, a few weeks ago. Um, one that you and I had actually discussed previously for a story I wrote, and I actually couldn't believe that they were still doing it. Um, so. Some of the judges are ooing and ahhing about, you know, it's a great, I mean, technologically a fantastic, the way they applied it, because the shape was tricky and whatever, and a few of us are going, um, the cyclists don't like it, it's PET, shouldn't be happening in 2020. Um, but there again, i I suppose the brand owner just feels too married to the idea of putting their product out like that. And I think... Like anything, it comes down to consumer awareness um, and it takes, as we've just seen <laughs> recently with the TRESemme thing, when consumers say, absolutely, we are not having this, whatever it is, whatever they find repugnant, whether it's um, you know racially insensitive or environmentally insensitive or what, sexually gender insensitive, whatever, if enough consumers say... We're not this is not okay, then things change. But the, the issue we have, I think, right now is not enough consumers know enough about, you know, A, the need to recycle PET and other forms of plastic, but we're talking PET now, uh, and what to look out for in terms of, you know, this brand um, is really not thinking about the environment at all. Um, this bottle isn't going to land up being um, recycled in, in or certainly not in significant no. numbers.
1: I agree fully, and I think in light of Greenpeace adverts um, and the burning issue of the day, excuse the pun, of climate crisis, I think consumer awareness must now move to consumer power. Um, And I think anyone who has a moral objection to plastic waste in the oceans or ending up in our marine life must realize we all have blood on our hands. And I think, you know, it's, it's no longer sufficient or an excuse to say, I didn't know. We live in the age of, access to technology like we've never had before. And I'd really challenge everyone to spread the message out there that it starts with consumer power. If you don't purchase the product, I assure you the brand owner will make the change. And that's Simple what the as world is now is moving on to. Absolutely. Especially with the millennials and Generation Z. They seem to be far more mindful about environmental impact of all products. I mean, we're talking a lot about packaging today. But we're starting to get sucked into the realm of fast fashion. What happens to textiles of and course. garments? And because a lot of PET is polyester becomes garments.
0: Yeah, um, those little puffer jackets and things.
1: Well, everything. T-shirts. T-shirts. I, mean, yeah. I think we forget that everything has an end of life. And the millions of tons of garments globally that now end up in landfills because China has closed their doors to the world's waste is another avalanche of uh, waste uh, heading our way.
0: Okay, well it's it's very encouraging to hear that, you know, from your perspective, things are changing and the new wave of consumers coming through are going to be more mindful about such issues. Just one last question, Chandra, before we say goodbye. Sure. Um, what is lockdown, what impact has lockdown had on your operations, on the amount of um, recycled material coming through To your plant. Have you been affected at all? I imagine in the hard lockdown it it, it most definitely was.
1: It was. uh, The month of April was incredibly challenging, but more for us, more than for us, was for the reclaimers. Um, Of course. I think it was well documented. They went through a terrible time. Thankfully, organizations like Petco and Panzer and Plastics SA and the glass recyclers all came together but it was hard to bridge the gap of what they were foregoing. Thankfully, I think by the month of uh, May, we were in full running and volumes are not fully recovered to pre-COVID levels. Uh, The weather in Cape Town has challenged us a little bit. (laughs) I'm glad to report that the trend is that we are now recovering, but that's also a reflection of the amount of plastics we're consuming. Uh, I think we need to recognize that plastics value has really shown during this time of COVID globally. It's got food to us safely, medicine to us safely, face masks.
0: Of course. And
1: but on and the back of that there will be more waste. And that's I think the challenge to all of us to be mindful about how we consume to make sure that the stuff gets picked up and recycled.
0: Yeah, so what happens to all those face shields? Uh, that definitely needs to land up in a plant such as yours. Brilliant. Correct. Well, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing that figure of, what was it, 69%, 62%?
1: 62%.
0: 62% growing, and uh, the other issues that we haven't got time to discuss now, the thermoforms and the oil bottles that aren't able to be recycled now. That that's Oil growing. bottles are. Really? The
1: Thermoforms is coming. Yeah, we do recycle all
0: bottles. Oh, that's new. Thank you for that. And the Thermoforms is coming. All great news to, to be continued. Thank absolutely. you. Thank you so much. That's Chandru Wadwani, Joint MD Thanks. at ExtraPet, uh, Africa's leading PET recycler. Thank you so much.